0: okay you ready let's roll for blank okay previously on roll for blank six adventurers were summoned to the city of luminiera a place of pleasures and joy and integration for what seemed like a wonderful free vacation oryx A dragonborn left the party to rejoin his dragonborn battalion after killing a goblin boy who turned into a monster. The remaining party members were then named the Banishers by Orpheus the Mouth, and they set out to do some good inside the city walls. They did a bunch of fetch quests, and one of those included rescuing a half-elf child actor named Kenny Fantastico, who ultimately exploded. Then they discovered that Luminera and its fabled cure might not be on the up and up. Dorian the Glorious, great paladin, got caught up signing autographs and was never heard from again. And then after crossing paths with High Administrator Cinnamon, the party was jailed. They had to break out of jail, and they fought their way to the Astrolabe in the Cave of the Abyss, where they believed the source of the evil resided. They fought Cinnamon, and in defeating her, she was sucked into the abyss, so they followed and in the abyss, they visited all sorts of fantastical places. They stayed in an underwater kingdom. They traveled to the distant future and met an older, not exploded Ken Fantastico. They went to Velaki and found the Mortal Stone at the bottom of the lake. Uh, the ghost of their friend Orpheus—well, I mean, maybe I shouldn't call him a friend—but the <laughs> ghost of Orpheus told them that it was the only thing that would make the abyss killable. Then they traveled to the Undying Lands where Miski and Bumblesniff found the Mirror of Dark, an artifact that would allow them to reflect the Abyss's power back at itself. They went to Heaven and Hell and then to Luminera's past, all while trying to unravel the evil influences of the Abyss. Bumblesniff was caught up in the chaos of the Abyss during travels and was flung across the Shining Lands, far away from the rest of the party. And in Luminera's past, Ted, who returned to the party, caught up Uh, after having just been scrambled through through time travel and and, uh, space travel, saw his entire life flash before his eyes, remembering everything he'd ever stolen, and he returned to reality. Still caked with blue paint, but he was his old self again. Misky, Ted, and Flint debated what to do as they witnessed the Astrolabe grand opening ceremony, but Ted decided to slip into the crowd and do what he did best, rob some people who looked like they had money. Misky decided that they could either take no actions or just kill everybody in his deepest crisis of existentialism yet. And Flint argued that they could stop the ceremony and that they probably should. The pickpocketing alerted the crowd. Miski cast an invisible barrier around the oversized novelty lever that High Administrator Cayenne was going to use to activate the abyss. And then Flint used Thaumaturgy to create an earthquake. Then Cayenne was like, hey, what are you guys doing? What's going on? Why are you messing with my ceremony? Let's sit down and have a J circle. So everybody sat passed the J around, had a conversation. They realized that the astrolabe was going to unlock this serious evil and bring it onto the world. And then suddenly, when everything seemed to be resolved, uh, rip in space-time open and Ollie the space Spacetipus appeared. He was a wet-voiced, resolute uh, space squid. You guys fought. And eventually, using a combination of illusory birds with an, a, a fire elemental, uh, a P. Diddy spiritual weapon in the shape of a puffer fish, uh, you were able to trap uh, Ollie the space Spacedopus inside Flint's canteen, and Ted then struck the finishing blow, and Miski encased the monster in an invisible box that popped it into nothingness. So you sat back down with Cayenne. you blew up the Cave of the Abyss, and you went back to the Hyde Ministry's house where you ate, partied, rested, and went to sleep. And in your dreams, dark tendrils of the Abyss entered your minds pulled you deep into the depths of a darkness that you had never experienced. You all awaken in the heart of the abyss. This is a place like nothing you've ever seen. You are floating in a pulsing, surging storm of time and space. The ground around you pulses with energy. Surges of abyssal energy roll across the the, the landscape like ocean waves. This place is always moving, rotating, and fluctuating, and you have a hard time keeping your footing. So everybody make a dexterity saving roll. It's a six.
1: Okay. Uh sixteen. Okay. Hold, please. Holding.
0: Do 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 hold music. Twinsie. Just give him an at 20 and let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, uh, uh You are going to fall prone due to the undulating surface of the ground. And uh, the other two of you are, are fine. You're able to maintain your footing. And then you hear a voice. You were supposed to be my sacrifice to bring me eternal presence in all realms. Instead, you have foiled me and my minions at every turn in every reality. So now, I will take satisfaction in destroying you myself and reaching my incredible power into every corner of time and space. I will rule and you will drool. The power of the chosen will be mine. And uh, this creature that is as yet unnamed is going to fire a uh, a massive dark magic missile at Flint. And it's going to be a uh, 33
1: to hit. (laughs) Misses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it, Flint. Ah, dang, I almost got you.
0: <laughs> and it's going to do 999 damage.
1: Oh, I was <laughs> going to ask if we've been returned to max health, but we can move on. <laughs> so, Flint, that that uh, kills you, I think, right? Wait, let me check. Let's see, 140 <laughs> minus, yeah. Okay, this... Do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do, do-do-do. Wow, do, wow, do. wow,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aw, oh, little Pac-Man, this, uh, this, this dark magic <laughs> missile, this massive, evil, just pulsing with horror magic missile, rips through you, Flint, and, uh, and inside your mind, Kopermanade splits completely from you, and Azaraphale, the Chosen Prince, your baby dragon, is grabbed by this magic missile as it passes through and returns like a boomerang to the creature that's before you the mortal stone that is in flint's pocket i believe i think it's in flint's pocket is it in flint's pocket it is okay the mortal stone illuminates brightly misky you see just this incredible flash of purple light that is that is brighter than anything you've seen before
1: this (coughs) little did you know i always thought copper was a dick
2: You know, I am just so sick and tired of purple mind monsters. Who sh- everybody's got beef, eh, and everybody show up and oh, I see your shorts is as big as mine. And it's every time it's, this, it's the same. I just I'm, I'm no longer feeling and in a state of agitation. Misky casts levitate on himself. Just, just the reaction to to lift up, and just to do a little self psych up. There's like some some broy chest pounding. Uh, let me at him and, okay. and that's it. Not gonna not gonna do do anything beyond uh, prepping action. So
0: the way that Misky, because Misky, you you were prone from from the undulating ground, so you yeah. kind of rise up the way that that some very able dancers are able to go from laying down to standing straight vertically. You just levitate yourself up. And then up off the ground, like so many David's blame. And uh, yeah, so you're there. Uh, the mortal stone continues to glow and pulse inside Flint's pocket. And, you, and your friend Flint is dead.
2: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what, what do we know about this setting? Because we, we were in like a dreamscape, right? Is it, it's just inky black?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically like the inside of the abyss, so all of time and space is swirling around you, but you're in the, in the eye of a hurricane, so you're sort of in this middle ground where it's not swirling, but everything else is, and there's just kind of waves of it that are passing through you.
2: Now, from the high vantage point, see that Flint is uh, in dire straits. I'm going to do the the superhero uh knee landing right next to him uh and and just go straight into mouth to mouth okay
0: <laughs> great um yeah you can uh do a survival check
1: see if you can bring him back uh yeah have have you been trained in mouth to mouth, or are you just getting after it
2: well maybe not officially trained but that was a crit 20
0: okay yeah all right so um yeah miski you are you are like resuscitating as well as anyone has ever resuscitated ever and you watch as as flint's chest rises and falls with your inhales and exhales and you're just pounding out those those uh you know heartbeat maneuvers i don't know what you call it Com- chest compressions i think it's actually <laughs> technically what they're called yeah yep. so you're just doing that you're doing whatever the accurate count is i'm not a lifeguard so i don't remember and uh and then yeah it it, it does not work flint is flint is dead Flint is gone.
1: But at least but the didn't waste st- a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the mortal stone in his pocket continues to pulsate and glow. Uh, doing yeah. the
1: chest
2: compressions, I feel the the mortal stone. Mm. Uh, how big is the mortal stone? It's like the size of a baseball. Flint, this this is not the time or the place to. Uh, don't I don't know if you're real. I don't know if I'm real. I don't know if glowing rock goes in me or goes in Hugh, but I I feel like I feel like probably Hugh. I mean, uh yeah, I'm gonna go in you. And I'm gonna take the mortal stone and put it into Flint's mouth, continuing to do chest compressions. Okay. <laughs> so Flint now
0: kind of looks like a stuck pig <laughs> and you're and you're resuscitating him. Uh Tedzen, do you wanna do anything? <laughs>
3: I was going to steal the rock, but I actually am now just kind of entertained by what's happening. And uh, I do, I do want to look for the eternal presence. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, do a perception check for gift wrap loot while I watch Misty try to resuscitate a dead body.
0: Okay. So you're looking, you're looking for, you're looking for loot. Okay, great. Yeah. Do that perception roll.
3: Yeah. It's a four.
0: Okay. Uh, You (laughs) fail to notice any loot gift wrapped or otherwise, but you do notice that the moral stone is speaking very clear English and saying, if you all make a sacrifice, I can bring your friend back to life. Looking at the
3: environment around me, I assume we're all just tripping really hard. So I pull out, I have a a few bottles of top shelfy. And I'm just gonna kind of lean into it and okay. offer. I'm gonna uncork it, drink some, and then offer it to Misky after she gets tired of uh, chest confessions. All
2: right,
0: Misky, you drinking?
2: <laughs> Tenzin, you're here too. Uh, this this good. Uh, Flint, Flint, maybe dead. Um, what? Give me. I I think if we, it just spoke. Dead Flint told me to sacrifice. So I I I put. I put rock in mouth. Uh, ooh, give me give me some of uh, what is this? Top, top uh top Paul, shots?
3: Top Shelby, yeah, Top Shelby. And I think if we just pour some out for the homie, he might resuscitate.
2: Uh oh. Okay, one one for homie, one for Flint, and I'm take it and I'm gonna pour in Flint's mouth. And okay. I'm, I'm gonna start searching Flint's pockets for other things to pour in the mouth. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think there's the the holy grail is probably in one of Flint's pockets. I think Flint's right. carrying that, uh, uh, seeing as Misty a... has no pockets.
2: <laughs> no, but I did ask Flint to carry my tonic of boldness. Okay. So I have that. Uh, I also find on him my plus one cigarette from episode three. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to start that and then put the lit cigarette in his mouth and continue with the chest compressions. I'm just dumping everything I can into Flint's mouth. Okay. Okay. I also
0: have some. I have
3: some bread. I have some bread. He might just be like really drunk.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're loading him with carbs and and fluids. This is all very <laughs> good. Flint,
2: good, good for Flint, you, yeah. Is this is, is this,
0: this Is this helping?
2: Yeah. You,
3: put him on the side. Put him on the side, and then I'll, uh, I'll put some water on his head. Maybe a towel. I swear this will work.
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, you 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 move Flint to the side. Uh, in in so doing, the Mortal Stone falls out of his mouth because he's not he doesn't have any sort of jaw muscle function. So it just sort of.
3: I would like to I would like to smash the the stone and okay. put it in my
0: pocket. All right, um, roll a d20, please. Straight up. Right. Uh, uh, straight up is ten. Ten. Okay, you are going yes. to uh, feel the Mortal Stone burn you. It burns your hand, and it's going to. Take a sacrifice from you in the form of minus one to your constitution. Whatever that save is, you just have minus one to that. But the mortal stone is taking its sacrifice and it it burns you so much you can't hold on to it. So it's going to bounce down onto the undulating ground of this strange, non-rational realm and roll toward Miski. And then it's going to bounce up into Miski's face and land on your shoulder Ah. and it's going to burn you too. So roll a d20. (laughs) four okay so that's going to take a minus one to your strength modifier so you feel slightly weakened ted feels slightly tired i guess constitution wise it's a complicated complicated one to to parallel anyway and then the mortal stone uh, after burning misky is going to fall to the ground and roll back over toward flint's body and uh misky you get the uh, the sense that maybe now is the time to put the mortal stone in flint's mouth
2: so the, the mortal stone just bounced around, hit me on the shoulder, uh, causing me to lose roughly 5% of my strength. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it significantly weakened you. Uh, and yet I, I still feel the, the immediate motivation to put it back in his mouth.
0: Well, it, it seems to be telling you to do that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of saying, Misky,
2: you have to put me in Flint's mouth now. Okay, I look- In his I, mouth. I, I, don't, I, don't tr- I don't trust talking rocks. I haven't never t- trusted the talking rocks. It's just True. makes no sense. Uh, we haven't used I'm those gonna... since
0: like episode four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to cast Speak with the Dead on Flint. Okay, <laughs> great. So I grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of my choice, uh, so long as it hasn't been dead for 10 days.
0: Great. Yep. He's only been <laughs> dead for a few moments. So, here you go.
2: Flint, you are a reanimated corpse at the moment.
0: What? What?
2: Flint, at, at least one or more of us might be dreaming. This rock wants to go back in your mouth. We are in inky black void of death and I'm I just I don't trust my decision making anymore.
1: Were my last words a dumb joke? <laughs> uh, i don't remember but i'm almost certain ah, man so what what do you want from me man i was it's really peaceful after i got I guess... to see amemna again he seems to be doing well he's up to middle management it, i think he's stuck there though i don't <laughs> think he's moving beyond that but you know we were just talking about some dinner plans and the line went dead, and here I am.
2: I guess I guess this this fair question. I wasn't I wasn't ready for you to be gone, but I'm also not ready for you to be back. Um, do do you? How was it? Was it bright? Was it? Do you? Where do you want to be? Do you want to tr- do you want to try to come back to life? Is what the what is meaning of of death?
1: <laughs> you know, it was familiar. But I feel like uh, I got some work I could still do, you know. I guess I'm a ghost body now, so it really only happens if you have unfinished business. So I imagine that's what's going on right now. It's not like you have some magical spell to just bring me back to pseudo-life. It must be that I have some unfinished business. So, yeah, if I could come back to do that, I'm all in.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, Tetsin, did you... Do you know how to bring the dead back to life? You, you learn things, right?
3: <laughs> Not at all. But I am happy to uh, contribute in any way possible. Oh. I've, seen, I've seen films like Casper and The uh, Christmas Carol. Um, I don't know if these are going to be helpful, but they do involve ghosts.
2: Okay. Um, do I, I think, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a chance and listen to rock one more time. It just, I never That's, liked rock, but I'm going to listen to rock one more time.
1: I, I like it when you listen to rock. Uh,
2: <laughs> and, and with just a, a great overdubbed guitar riff from the ethereal botness around us, I'm going to pick up the <laughs> mortal stone and cram it back in the mouth, jam the jaw shut.
0: All right. When the uh, when the mortal stone returns, it, it gets into Flint's mouth again. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm an
1: animated corpse at this point. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: animated corpse Flint is uncomfortable, but the the stone quickly dissolves. There is a flash of bright white light, and uh, the stone disappears. Flint is restored to full life and full health. And before you, as this flash of light dissipates. You see in full form Copra a giant copper dragon, manifest in front of you. And the dragon beats its wings once. And you feel this rush of luck and energy pass over you, giving each of you a plus one to your attack rolls. And then Copra says, show yourself, beast, and then disappears. Although Flint, you can sense that Copra is still with you but no longer in your head. You're you're now the only person in your head for the first time in a very long time.
2: Was it your... Was it Pocket Dragon? Uh, they, they, he could just grows up so fast, you know?
1: M- Miss, I, I think to myself, Miski, can you still hear me? Because before we had that connection from Copermenade, and uh, I imagine I have echoing silence back.
0: Yeah, you cannot... You can no longer hear each other although i guess miski can probably hear you because he still scribe you but it's <laughs> right. not through coperman out anymore so you don't know, you it's basically just a, a a one-way mirror as far as communication lines are, are concerned uh, uh so th- i Flint,
2: no no there's there's no more um the like dragon phone uh here yeah. you yeah, no more dragon phone
1: is that like movie phone
0: uh, hello I... and welcome to dragon phone <laughs> If you know the dragon that you would like to slay, please press one now.
1: Uh, so I both feel relieved and then very, very alone uh, and confused. You know, this was something I had been working towards was to get Copra out. But over the past year or plus century, I've grown to rely on her guidance and her strength. And now I guess that it has left me. Yeah, you, you so recognize am, now I'm that you are on.
0: on your own for the first time in a very long time, especially considering the Cobra Monade came to you after your mother's passing, and now you have no female figure in your life. And as Cobra Monade commanded, the beast inside the abyss appears finally. The gloom is a many tendrilled, just mess, like a, a, a swirling rat king of of dark magic. That is just swirling and undulating and pulsing. You you can kind of recognize a face, but I- every time you look at it, it, it strikes you with such abject horror that you, you would rather look away than even contemplate what it means to believe what you're seeing even exists.
2: And you need to roll for initiative. Fifteen. Uh, I feel like we need some boss battle music.
0: <Carwyn birds> <specificationspaced>
1: w-
2: nope, that's copyrighted. Can't do that, that was very, very Mega Man. It was. It was
1: directly Mega Man. <laughs> uh, maybe you could do Megan Man. Yeah. Megan Da-da. Man. Da-da, da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da.
0: I, Da-da-da.
1: <laughs> I rolled a nine.
0: Okay. Tedson. I rolled a six. Okay. Well, l- luckily the gloom rolled a one, so Misky, you're going oh, first.
1: So he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gloom tripped it over its own evil and has perished. The end. Game over. <laughs> that should be a uh, table rule. If you roll a one on uh, initiative, just you lose all your health. You literally just
0: <laughs> fall on your sword and you're done. So Misky, roll a d12, or a, a, sorry, roll a roll dexterity. Roll dex.
2: Roll dex. Dex rolls eleven. Okay, you're fine. Uh, It's your turn. Uh, Is that the undulating floor still? It it sure is. That floor is still undulating. Uh, Misky is just uh, unhappy. He's just just sick and tired. He's had it up to here, you know? And he's going to cast Levitate on himself again and do the, (laughs) just raise up towards the ceiling as if lifted by a a propeller tail. (laughs) Good. I love it. Uh, and he's going to cast an eldritch blast, so he's going to send out three bolts. And it's just—he's monster. And a, I just not—not—not not, not having it. No more. It, maybe this—maybe this time it will stick. Probably not. But uh, I guess we'll find out. So that's a 16, a 15, and a 13 to hit. Okay. None
0: of those hit.
2: Oh. Okay. Well. We're boned. <laughs> All right, good. Mis- Mis-
0: Miskie's feeling enthusiastic and positive. All right. Uh, Flint, it's your turn.
1: Let's see. What would be the... So Flint saw that Miskie's magic didn't work, so he pulls out his old faithful longbow and launches an attack. Uh, it's a 16. Okay, that, that will also not hit. Hmm. And then with his bonus action, I just assume I have that still. Yeah, so, you still got a bonus uh, action. Well, I, I just don't remember how that actually should work. So we'll just pretend I'm doing it right, uh, which is very different from the way we've played it in the past. I grabbed my uh, two short swords from my waist and sprint, I guess. Yeah, I sprinted in and rolled a 23 and a 16. 23 hits. Yeah, yeah. So I slash across this undulating monster with my eyes kind of closed, and I do six damage. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, this this particular undulating mass is weak to physical damage, though, so that's going to be 12. Okay. And uh, Tedzen, you're up.
3: Um, I would like to... Ugh, there's just nothing to steal in this, you know, ethereal space-time continuum, so I'm just going to shoot my crossbow at it. Okay. Um, see, uh, 20, not, not natural 20 to hit that hits and I'll do 24 damage.
0: Great. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. This, this undulating mass takes your, your, uh, crossbow bolt. Was it crossbow? Yeah. Yeah. Takes the crossbow bolt. It just kind of rips through like several of the sort of weaving little tendrils and pulsating grossness it really it looks like a guy doing like a a 90s style rave ball dance but if there were like (laughs) 92 hands and they were all gross and covered with mucus and uh and yeah the the monster is is displeased uh flint you need to roll a wisdom saving throw please
1: luckily i'm the wisest of us all 22 please give me something tough to roll
0: you hear uh in your head uh, a Xerophel whispering to you that it's it's just fine to to join with the Gloom and you should come with, but you recognize that that can't possibly be your tiny dragon friend's voice, and so you ignore it. Uh, and now it is the Gloom's turn, and this uh, awful creature gets to attack three times. Uh, on its first attack, it's going to take a smash at Miski, and that is a uh, twenty-two to hit, uh,
2: even if I'm floating around. Well, okay, disadvantage.
0: <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, so that's a nineteen to hit.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: that's still a hit. Okay, but
2: I'm going to count <laughs> that even as a persuasion naked? bonus. <laughs> even if <I'm> naked. <laughs>
0: um, So Miski, you will take twenty-four damage from the the just like this disgusting mass of gooeyness surges out and slaps you in the face, and then Great. and then comes back. And uh, it's going to take its second attack at Flint, and Flint. That is going to be a twenty-two to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay, and you take nineteen damage from a similar smash, kind of like a kind of like just a disgusting woven tongue <coughs> laps at your face.
1: And I say, oh, that feels more like a dog licked me, and not like a giant dark bolt ripped through my flesh and tore me through nine hundred and ninety-nine damage. So not so bad. <laughs>
0: yeah it is it is surprisingly delicate compared to what you've already been through. Um, <laughs> and now it's going to attack Ted and that's going to be a, a 30 to hit. Yep. It's barely. and that's 16 damage from a, a lap of the monster tongue. And now we're back up
2: to the top, Misky. Okay. Uh, well you you didn't mind uh, my my blasts? So let's try something else. And I'm going to cast Hallucinatory Terrain. Great. (laughs) Okay. So a a 150-foot cube, um, just the whole arena. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) turn it into just an overly well-lit Candyland type of environment. Just super cheerful, bright. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Great. Just to see what happens.
0: I love it. Uh, the, the gloom upon seeing this happen says, Whoa, I'm tripping balls. Is this all you've got? And then, uh, one of the tendrils reaches out to try to eat like a, a giant gumdrop and finds that it's an illusion. So he's pretty disappointed.
2: Uh, since he's so well lit, do we see any points of weakness? Is there, is he floating? Is he on the ground?
0: He is floating, uh, roll investigation real quick.
2: Sure. Four.
0: Okay, what you can tell uh, is because you have cultivated this reality in which he sits, so even though the roll wasn't great you do, uh, have a good sense of what's going on, and uh, yeah, this, this creature is weak to magic attacks, they just have to hit for them to work. Okay.
1: Uh, Flint, it's back to you. So, I reach down into myself and I, uh, press, well, I guess I reach into my pocket first, and I press my holy symbol, uh, the large blue button with gold inlaid smiley face I keep in my pocket, and I hold it up, and he goes, hee-hee, teamwork like Captain Kirk, and all of my uh, <laughs> magic is fueled by the magic symbol now, or my holy symbol now. Now, I have a question. So, Copernod was a cleric. mm mm-hmm. And so a lot of my spells are cleric-based because of that. And so me, a player, is asking this question. But I think what would happen as Flint would... He would try one of these spells, or he would reach to do that. And either it wouldn't be there, or the magic was in the whole time or something. So I'd leave it up to you on how you want to play it. But what Flint is doing is he wants to cast Bark Skin on Miski. Okay. Which would... Enhance his, um, Miski gets super hard. That's the way everybody
0: loves Miski. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not hard, it's not Miski. It's not Miski.
1: (laughs) You touch a willing creature until the spell ends. The target skin has a rough bark like appearance. Oh, (laughs) and the target's AC. Yeah. So your AC would increase by one. Just one. What's your AC? What's your AC?
2: Uh, it is now seventeen, thanks to bonuses. So it would go up to eighteen.
1: Okay, because it says it can't be less than sixteen. So I'm just—I think the way we played is if it's over sixteen, it's increased by one. So if uh, if I'm able to do that, so I use my holy symbol. I guess holy symbol would increase it by two.
0: Boop. Hee <laughs> yep. hee.
1: So uh, yeah. It. So
0: Flint, when you when you attempt to cast bark skin on Miski, you you feel you feel a mother's love rush through you that the the truth is is that though manat is not in your head anymore zombie zombie she is actually <laughs> uh still with you and and you sort of feel the the spectral copper dragon wings that that you saw when that that initial wing beat happened right before the battle you you feel them wrap around you and uh and a just force of energy surges through you and you succeed in casting this spell so yeah miski uh, plus two ac
1: sweet wonderful and i think that would be all i could do but i guess i'm right up against this dude so
0: yeah i'll, I'll I, let you take a, a free action since you you rushed in with your blades before so you could probably still take a little stabberoo.
1: yeah i was just going to disengage <laughs> okay yeah that works <laughs> and then flint his eyes thin his blade in his hand bravely stepped backward roll a roll a deck save for me real quick flint I stepped backwards so bravely. Oh, I love on D&D Beyond, you see the dice roll. And so you see the three, and then it rolls over to a 17. And turns yeah, they give you the drama. <laughs> yeah, real drama there. 21.
0: Great, yeah. So uh, the ground beneath your feet like it surges like like an ocean wave, but you are able to keep your footing. Uh, Tedzen, it's your turn.
3: I would like to keep shooting Cresto bolts into his face.
0: All right. Take that shot.
3: Could someone roll a d twenty for me while I Rolling. reboot my brother?
1: Rolled. That's a nine.
3: Cool. So that'll be a fourteen to hit. Okay, that
1: will miss. Great. Uh, you probably have a bonus action at this point.
0: Yeah, I think as uh, a yeah as a thief, you probably do have a bonus action, so you can take take one more thing.
1: Uh,
3: oof, um, bonus meaning I can't attack. It's just got to be
1: some some ability. No, it can be an attack or. It might be a I mean, spell. If, some...
2: if my reading of the rules is a level 15 Tedzin is able to do two things. Just whatever the two things are. Yeah.
0: So if you wanted to throw up a marshmallow now, you could do that. Or you can uh, cast a spell or shoot another crossbow bolt.
2: <laughs> uh, s- sneak into some tendrils. Try to, try to steal a damsel's heart. You know, however you read the character.
3: Uh, I'm going to panic and look through my loot bag find the magic lube and
0: rub it on miski's hard body (laughs) all right so miski is
2: now both coarse and lubricated (laughs) ribbed for the gloom's pleasure i guess he he is some somehow both softer and harder
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is going to dark places but hey you know what
1: Good night everyone we're
0: in the middle of the abyss
2: uh great.
1: Then, so, I, dee dee then I vomit one marshmallow.
3: Involuntarily. Okay.
1: We're weirdly, this is where Nate cuts in a 10 minute sequence of Ted's in rubbing oil on Misty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: great so yeah miski you have all the bonuses associated with that with that special lube now it is the the gloom's turn to attack Uh, the gloom is going to attempt to attack all of you using a a spell called drown in darkness and this is going to be a 24 to hit yep okay so it's going to do Wow, that was, I mean, pretty pretty decent. Uh, 33 damage to each of you, and you all each need to make Oof. an intelligence save.
3: How many hit
1: points did you say? 33. Oh, okay. Ow! And then what type of save? Intelligence. Luckily, That's a 21. That's smartest one here.
0: Miski, you saved. You're good. 13. Okay, Flint, you do not save, and you suddenly go blind. Not so bad. Uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, you and Miski <laughs> are actually pretty much the same now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted, Ted, sorry. What'd you get? Let's see. Sorry, let me check my
3: bonuses. Oh, my fourteen.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, you're gonna save. So you are not blind. Uh, Misky is not any blinder. I guess. Interesting choice. And Flint, because you're blind, you just attack with disadvantage uh, until your next turn, when you'll get a chance to save against this again.
1: Little, did you know I installed gloom-seeking missiles on my plasma rifles? So.
0: Heyo! I don't even need to aim. <laughs> uh, now the uh, now now the the gloom is going to take a second attack and you're going to say, "Come and get it." And uh, this is going to be a oh geez, it's going to be attacked just on on Flint who is blinded and that's a thirty to hit.
1: Uh, yeah, that hits.
0: And that's going to do twenty four damage with a, a smack of that uh, gross uh, swirling abyssal tongue.
1: Mm, like a puppy.
0: And uh, and now uh, Flint, you're holding. Are you holding the uh, the mirror of dark, or does Misky have that? Who has the mirror of dark?
1: Unless Misky has it in his eye bandage, I believe I do.
0: Okay, uh, whoever, what? w- whatever. You notice that the mirror of dark is is now like shaking, and it it floats its way out of wherever it's being stored, whatever satchel or nature's pocket that is applicable at this particular time. <laughs> And, uh, and and you recognize, uh, actually all
1: of you roll perception real quick. And um, well, I'm blind. so that's okay. It's a magical thing. You can perceive it even if you can't see it. Good, because that then my 22 makes sense.
0: <laughs> okay. Tedzin? I
3: got a 12.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I- in any case, yeah, you you recognize that the mirror the mirror of dark is trying to tell you that you can use it. To literally deflect one of the three attacks that this monster throws at you. And it and it also seems to sing to you in heavenly tones: maybe the DM didn't explain this clearly enough in blue form, <laughs> but you can use me to block one of these attacks and
2: send it back at the abyss. Ugh. Yeah, it's I, like it's I, like I, going this... to Catholic Catholic Church. Sorry. <laughs> These these lazy plot hymnals are just the worst. <laughs> they remo- remove all dramatic
1: effect. <laughs> I look at Tedzin and I look at Miski and I say, what's a DM? <laughs> <laughs> it's something you slide into, uh, baby. Hey oh, slide
0: DMs. Okay. Uh cool. Okay. Uh so let's see. Yeah. Um so the third the the gloom is going to make its third attack now. And that attack is a, uh, a 38 or no a 28 to hit. Sorry. A 28 to uh-huh. hit. on so who hit is who? it attacking? It's attacking Miski.
1: Uh I as I see the attack coming after hearing that. I grab the mirror and toss it to Misky.
0: Okay. Great. Misky, <laughs> roll as a reaction. Roll uh roll decks real quick to see if you Miski, catch ro- this mirror.
2: Roll for catch. Um <laughs> It's a it's a 4. So <laughs> maybe okay. maybe the blind guy throwing the mirror to the floating blind guy is <laughs> surprisingly unsuccessful. So
0: so I here's what happens. That <laughs> <laughs> you you toss the mirror and and because physics doesn't really work the way that it works everywhere else in this zone, the mirror does float pretty much straight over to Miski, but Miski still kind of does like a, a juggle catch. So it's it's bouncing around <laughs> like five or six times and everybody kind of goes, mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't drop and break because we're going to have so many years <laughs> of bad luck if we break this mirror of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Miski, you do manage to grab onto it in time you gonna you gonna use it to do anything? It
2: <laughs> I'm gonna gonna put it up try try to block it. So if it's if it's 11 or higher, I put the right face forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. And it was 17. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. Yeah. So you put you put the
0: looking glass side of the mirror out to the attack coming at you and it is reflected back at the abyss. And the abyss is going to take 19 damage.
2: Ooh, this uh this this, this worked really well. Uh, <laughs> th- thank you. <laughs> and Misky, it's your turn now. <laughs> um, M- <laughs> Misky's very excited by having the mirror. Uh, he, he tried to like holds it with two hands and sh- sort of shakes it back at him. see so, like maybe maybe it would work again even with nothing nope th- nothing there.
0: The abyss is going to say, where did you get that? That doesn't belong to you. That belongs to a very petulant child. Who? Who's the petulant child?
2: You don't need to know. I have a life outside of this particular encounter. Petulant. Oh. Misky's M- M- thinking about this. And when he's thinking about it, he uh, he sort of sticks... The handle of it in between his eyes on his forehead, so it's got like the
1: the doctor <laughs> reflection
2: thing in his forehead. So he's got both hands free, and is going to cast blight. Um, so the the tentacle monster needs to make a Constitution saving throw okay. of seventeen. Okay, it is it is not going to make that. On a failed 16. save, that's nine d eight necrotic damage okay if somebody has one of those oh, dice rolling i got machines.
0: it i'll do it 40 40 necrotic damage bam the uh yeah the the gloom the gloom accepts this this blast of blight and and you see some of those tendrils and and just swirling like gross spaghetti that's going around this indeterminate orb start to wither and crack and and little scabs and things fall to the ground and it's really gross
2: do misky do you have anything else Nope, that's it. Okay, Flint. <laughs> He's just, just very excited that it worked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Flint, you're up. Okay, uh, I cast Prayer of Healing, and that does a bunch of healing to my buddies. All of us gain back 25 hit points. Unfortunately, I do not need to see where you are to cast this spell. Okay. oh wait blinded i should probably do that as my condition okay
0: well yeah and you just have to do you just have to do disadvantage on any rolls where you are we have to do that so if you needed to roll something to determine if you cast that spell you would do that at disadvantage but if it functions like a cantrip you can just do the healing
1: that's right that's why i chose it i was carefully looking for the one that would allow me to do that and then with my so everybody uh, has
0: 25 more hit points yeah, Hooray. Hooray. Ha- halo halos of of holy light uh, circle each of you and rise up, and you feel so
1: good, so good. And, and my holy symbol wallet that happens says, "Hee hee, dance like no one's watching." This <laughs> is <laughs> uh, like Rex's wooden and then, eyeball. <laughs> and then I grab uh my two gu- gosh, I am loaded with weapons.
0: yeah you you, you uh, do like there's been a lot of stuff picked up along the way
1: here. yeah and I, I reach clearly for my, I'm
2: not carrying any of our inventory
1: so yeah <laughs> I reach for my guns and then my uh, plasma rifles and then before I do that I look around and I being blind I you I, see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I smell around. I insight around. Uh, what's everybody, everybody's health generally at?
3: Uh, that just put me at 85.
1: Okay. Um, eh, 90, 92. Okay, so I, so I have a continuing health tonic, which gives someone plus 12 HP every single round. And so I grab it and I go to drink it myself. And then I reach over and hand it to where I think Tedzin is, actually uh, even better. I I stick it in my back pocket and make sure the gold foil at the top is glimmering, and just leave it there and not pay attention to it.
2: And just play coy.
1: <laughs> yeah, just play. Huh? This very valuable tonic, which as soon as you drink makes you super rich, is just uh, I'm not just going to pay attention to it. I'm completely blind and defenseless if someone were were to rob me. Uh, I roll. <laughs> I roll an eighteen to rob.
0: Oh yeah, you totally pick that pocket. You got it.
3: Uh, cool, because I just ran out of Top Shelby, so I drink it,
0: trying to keep this buzz going. You feel like you're invigorated, and you're going to get plus twelve to your HP every round as we go through this fight. Uh,
3: I feel invincible, guys. I feel I feel a little reckless. I might do some dumb stuff, but hopefully, oh right, got it, got it, got
2: it. Edson <laughs> just got a bump. <laughs> Somebody's on a somebody's full of good ideas tonight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel great. So that was Flint's turn. No, I don't. Uh, I think I've used up all my actions on that. Okay,
0: then is full cleric, full cleric, just like that Australian movie that everybody loved. Tedzin, it's your turn. You're up.
3: Um, I haven't gained 12 HP from what I think is just a bottle of booze. Um, I'm just. So, Pump, high on life, and I turn to Miski to pitch a movie to him. It's totally incomprehensible, but I, I feel very passionate about it. Uh, he doesn't seem to be paying attention, so then I turn to Flint to then pitch an idea for uh, a new sneaker line that actually helps you float in the air. He's also not paying attention, and so then I turn to the gloom to try and pitch a third idea to him and then I remember what we're doing and fire some more. Actually, no, I don't want to fire any arrows. I would like to reach into space time and see if I can pull out another mirror from an a parallel dimension.
0: <laughs> okay, how are you how are you gonna do that? Describe how, how um, you how you do that reach into space time. You're just gonna reach well, again, you're just gonna reach outside the boundary of the battle arena and grab yes. for something that's also a mirror. Great. So again, okay.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty one with the universe, and I'm just seeing um, time-space flow by me. And I spent, in, you know, infinite amount of years in this void uh, previously. So I'm getting a pretty good idea on how uh, quantum physics works. So I'm just going to kind of reach towards the the area of space-time where I think I might find some
0: additional loop. Great. Okay. Uh, uh, roll, roll a D20 straight up. Okay. I'm
2: into this. <laughs> Can I jump in? Yeah, floating around, also quite invigorated. Uh, I see Ted's in just man on fire, and uh, I use awakened mind to uh to communicate telepathically, uh, trying to listen in on what it is that he needs as he's trying to pitch movie ideas and and just this this over over overabundance of energy and I realize that he's looking for the mirror and is reaching for it knowing that it was valuable uh and I'm going to cast dimension door to open up a teleport hole right next to me and then right next to to Ted so as he's reaching around he reaches through the hole and I put the the mirror in his the hand. The original mirror in his hand. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah, Ted, so you 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 grab the mirror. You grab the mirror from It's not no, Ted, it's the mirror. He grabs a mirror. You grab you grab something and it turns out to be a mirror just like you were hoping to manifest.
3: Um, yeah, I, I grab it. I look at my reflection in the mirror with my pupils the, the size of uh planets and I'm just like, "Holy shit, it works." And I I turn to my friends like, "Guys, it totally worked. And so then I reach again to another area to, to try and find another mirror.
0: Great. Roll that. Roll a d20. All right. Uh, <laughs> roll a three. Okay. You reach into the, the cacophony of space-time, just beyond you, and you pull back a Tommy gun straight out of the 1920s <laughs> mob scene. Okay, so this, this Tommy gun is going to be plus four to hit. And this is just going to have to be homebrew, so it's going to be plus four to hit, and it's going to do three uh, d twelve damage by just <laughs> showering bullets. So you've got you have that weapon on you now. Hot dog. Okay, and now here comes the gloom again. The gloom is going to say, "Don't mess with my realities." This is very petulant of you. And then he's going to cast Drown in Darkness again. That's going to be a twenty-seven to hit. And it hits all of you, I assume. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and that's going to do 40 damage. And everybody roll intelligence. 17. Okay. You're fine.
1: Uh,
3: 19. You're
1: you you're saved too, Ted. Good. What am I not good at? D20. Nat 20. All right. Flint, you Ooh, can whoop. see again. No one is blinded. <laughs> In
0: fact, Flint can now see. So that's pretty cool. Okay. and uh, And now the Gloom is going to attack again coming at you again with drown in darkness and that's going to be an 18 to hit
2: hey deflected
0: does 18 hit anybody it's me yeah it hits me (laughs) okay so the two of you will take 36 damage and uh, roll that intelligence again real fast 15 okay you're safe i would have been
1: real bummed if i was blind again
0: Yeah, no, I Flint, can see Flint remains Don't. able to see. We we miss out on the comic moment that could have happened.
3: Uh I rolled a 16.
0: You are you are also able to see. Great. The third attack from the gloom is coming, and that's going to be uh, a single attack on Tedzen that is a uh 29 to hit.
1: Oh no. Tedson. Hey Tedson. Hey, Remember yeah. that thing you just pulled out of the ether? Oh,
3: yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Well, I'm looking at
1: myself in it. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, You get the weirdest sense that you could probably use the reflection to (laughs) reflect the damage that's coming at you right now. So
3: I pivot so that I can see the incoming attack over my shoulder, not knowing that it will uh, reflect the attack, just because I'm trying to get a good angle on lighting both myself and my good side.
0: It's well, and it's a it's an old card players trick, right? You wanna you wanna kind of yeah. get a sense of what other people have without them knowing that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, great, yeah. You 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 effectively deflect this attack. So twenty damage that would have been smacking you right in the in the gigaw ends up going back at the gloom,
2: and now we're back to Misky. Misky, uh, you're floating still, right? Miski is floating. He is a glistening bark like uh humanoid lifted up as if a held by uh his tail which does not exist
0: god i hope so (laughs) there's just this like wooden slimy naked man dangling by a tail seems like probably still
2: (laughs) still trying to concentrate on maintaining the hallucinatory candy land uh terrain um slipping a little bit so it's kind of getting patchy in and out uh but so it's it's probably mostly gloom with a little bit of some some gun drop castle over here <laughs> uh, maybe like a, a, a chocolate bar road kind of pokes its way through um, and and he's just having a real hard time holding on to what little grasp of reality he had left yeah. Um and, and he's he's going to to cast eldritch. He's going to cast three blasts um at the three things that he sees. So he's going to send one to the monster and he's also going to send one at Tedzin and at Flint. Not sure if they are healing bolts or hurting bolts.
0: Oh wow. Miski's having a real crisis of of just all existential crisis for Misky over the last uh, several sessions
2: is really slipping. Uh, bolt one for the monster is a eighteen. That will miss. And for Tedzin is ooh a six, and for Flint is a nine. Miss. And he hits nothing again.
0: But six and nine. Nice. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> okay. Nice.
1: <laughs> All right. Then,
0: uh, Flint, it's your turn.
1: So as the missile from Miski came over at him, he dove out of the way and behind a abyssal purple rock muscle thing in the ground. And uh, his, the contents of his bag spilled to the floor. And he reaches over and he sees two cups. And one is a bright gold chalice with jewels around it. <laughs> and one is a wooden cup. And he he thinks which is the the Grail, and then he throws the wooden cup away because he remembers he got the golden, jeweled Grail from God himself, and brought it down from heaven, and drinks out of it to restore his health.
0: And a and a, an old man appears spectrally, wearing <laughs> chainmail, and says, "You have chosen
1: wisely." <laughs> Uh okay. And, so, and nods that...
2: from some, some doorway, and you think, how did he get there? The the like the whole pathway <laughs> collapsed behind him. <laughs> huh.
0: How has this man been here for thousands of years
1: and somehow dies in a, in a collapse of a roof? Anyway. Instantly. Uh so does that restore no my health all the way?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it functions as a long rest. So you get full health restoration, all your spell slots are back.
1: And then I uh Uh, What was the second thing I was going to do? Oh, then I breathe deeply and stand up and focus. And I cast a spiritual weapon, but I also uh, touch my shoulder. What are those called? Your pauldron? Pauldron. Mm -hmm. I touch my lion pauldron. And so two lions jump down and they've been, uh, if you forget, I have these lion pauldrons. See episode 13 or 3 or 16 or something. (laughs) They're all pretty Um, good. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, give them another listen. So they are two giant lions who attack the Gloom. And then my spiritual weapon who is, I guess at this point, what would be Gloom? Oh, uh, Dr. Doom? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. What are the lions' names? Did you name the lions at any point? Oh, I, th- I think I did. Dang. Uh, one's name is Rory, and the other's name is <laughs> whatever the other lady from uh, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Lorelai? Lorelai. I think. <laughs> Lorelai and Rory. That's right, listeners. We have cred that transcends traditional
0: gender roles. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so- then
1: my spiritual weapon, Dr. Doo.
0: Okay, so what are these two li- what do the lion's attacks look like? How does
2: this work?
1: Uh so the creature is friendly to you and your companions and understands your languages and obeys your spoken commands. The creature defends itself. Okay. The creature uh it reverts to figurine if it drops to zero hit points.
2: So
1: uh, they do lion things. I guess they just uh, they do lion things. <laughs> yeah. I think they're just lions but they're golden pauldron lions. Okay, I'll let uh, each so they of do them
0: a... uh, they'll do they'll each do two attacks. They can do a claw and a bite attack or two claw attacks.
1: Okay. So, Rory does two claws and Lorelai does a claw and a bite. Uh <laughs> Classic Okay, so let me. <laughs> it's a Well, she's got that biting wit. Hey. Uh okay, so I rolled uh a 23 That'll hit, and then nothing, nothing else hits. I okay. rolled a four and a six and a fifteen. And All right, yeah, the two, even with hits. it modifiers, those. Yeah. So okay, so that is Lorelai's biting wit. Great. Which you get out uh, of Stars Hollow. A, <laughs> I'm gonna tr- go get some coffee at Max's. Thirteen damage. Okay, great.
2: <laughs> I mean, so you don't have to get embarrassed about it in the future. It's Luke's. Oh. Ah,
1: thanks. <laughs> Wait, is Max's from uh, Saved by the Bell?
0: Yeah, uh, the Max is is the the place where the kids, the teens, hang out, where they do their dancing and their scheming and their illegal businesses. All of well, the Lorelai went there
1: during high school.
0: Lorelai was one of the rabbits that that Max pulled out of uh, out of his apron. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. So that that thirteen damage, great. One good biting bit of biting wit. And uh and now your spiritual weapon attacks?
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> the best part about this game is we just completely make it up as we go along. Uh okay. So. The best part about any game. Calvin ball is the epitome <laughs> of gaming. <laughs> that's right. I cast Calvin Ball. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, you're uh, gonna wanna it,
2: wanna pocket that one for future use, Nate. Cast Calvin, 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 Calvin Ball. ball.
0: Yeah, yep. that's that's yeah, really that, that's that really <laughs> is delightful. Orb of Calvin Ball. Okay.
2: It's a good item.
1: <laughs> okay, I attack and I do 20 attack of 26. That hits. Finally, and I do fifth 15 damage. All right. With Dr. Doom, what's Dr. Doom do? Just He's got, he got like laser. He's got something? lasers and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: He shoots like a laser gun cuz he's like kind of a technological dude, but he's also just sort of he, I don't know. It depends. Like if you Believe the crappy movie; his skin turned into metal, but I don't think his skin turned into metal in the comics. I think he was just like disfigured, and then he had armor. I don't know. Can anybody back this up?
3: Pew 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 pew.
0: Yeah, it's it's poorly defined, like all Doom should be, <laughs> like, like all just, Doom. It's just Doom. It's
1: just Doom, guys. And any, any other tax for Flint? No, uh, he's ranked number four. Doctor Doom was ranked number four by Wizard on its list of 101 greatest villains of all time. So, wow, pretty solid. Attack! I mean, well, that just if, raises yeah, three
2: more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this wizard?
0: Why are they ranking villains? And what authority have they? Um, Tedzin, you're up. I need you to roll a dexterity save as a wave uh, of this yeah. land crashes toward you. Uh, Twenty-six. You're fine. You're so nimble. You're like way more nimble <laughs> this, than that guy that jumps over candlesticks. This this land <laughs>
2: is your land. It's true. <laughs>
3: uh i would like to steal Misky's plus one cigarette so that and then um ask for a light so that i can fire my tommy gun entry style
2: great okay. well, the, the dimensions <laughs> door is still open so it's <laughs> reasonable to believe that you could just start groping around and actually come out with it
0: yeah yeah i don't even think you have to roll honestly you can just reach through that door You can see where Miski is and you can kind of like, you can track. Okay. It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're a weatherman on a local TV station. You're dealing with green screen and a monitor at the same time. And you're trying to point to where Albuquerque is. But what you do is you have to look not at where your hand is, but at where your hand appears on the other end. So you're going to reach through the dimension door and look at where your hand pops out to grab the cigarette out of Miski's mouth, pull it back through, pop it into yours and then you can say hello to your little friend.
3: Exactly what I do. Uh, the cigarette's a little loopy. uh, That's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I'm going. I'm going to sex blindly. <laughs> I'm going to blindly shoot the Tommy gun in the general direction of the monster, but Great. really I'm just trying to get like general back and forth sway for max uh, maximum cinematic uh, effect.
0: Excellent. Okay, roll the roll the hit.
3: <laughs> uh, so if someone could roll d20 for me.
2: I got you. Big roll, big roll. That's a 15.
0: Okay. Yeah, plus four. That's gonna hit. Great. You said 3d12, did it? That's right. I'm gonna roll me 3d12. I got it. 25. A hail of bullets. You you've got this luby cigarette in your mouth. You're sneering. You got you got like a Punisher sneer on your face, and you just start waving the Tommy gun back and forth and just firing it indiscriminately. And for whatever reason almost every single bullet just goes straight into the thing even though several of them have to defy physics at an almost JFK assassination level to get where they're <laughs> supposed to go and, uh, and and these bullets just start tearing through the gloom there's just more pieces of just you pur- purple abyssal pulp flying everywhere goo all over the place it's, it's a real yeah. mess
2: and it all flies back into the left
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes back into the left all right, now it's now it's the now it's the gloom's turn again. The gloom is going to say, "Hey, this isn't fun. You're putting up quite a fight. I don't understand why you're supposed to be broken by now. Broken, I say." And uh, he's going to try to smash Ted real quick. That's going to be a twenty-two to hit.
3: Uh, is is this smashing something that could be reflected, or am I just going to get hit?
0: Um, you've got the mirror, so you could reflect it. All right, great. Yeah, I um
3: I'm. Basking in my glory of uh, guns are surprisingly really fun to shoot. So I'm just trying to pose in the mirror with the Tommy guns uh, back to the gloom. So I'd like to reflect as much damage as possible, please.
0: Nice. And, and almost like Anna Kornikova, who would also look into her tennis racket to admire her beauty. You are able to turn it. (laughs) You are able to turn it immediately and go, I have more careers than just modeling. And you deflect 20 damage back at the gloom. All right. And now the gloom's second attack is going to be on Flint, and that is a uh, seventeen to hit.
1: Oh, boner! That hits seventeen
0: hits. Really? Yeah, that seems so low. I, like,
1: All right. I don't know why my armor class has never changed in this entire campaign. It's because you. It's because you've preferred fashion over function.
0: That's true. You're wearing the. You're wearing the same.
2: Like. <laughs> oh, hello, Rocket. <laughs> hey, there he is. I was gonna make a joke about your lion pauldrons, just as (laughs) Nate's corgi pauldron climbed over his shoulder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so seven the the that that hits. You're gonna take 22 damage, Flint, from uh, another smash. And now the third attack is gonna come at Misky, and that is a uh, that's a 30. No, 28. Sorry, 28. Oh well, thank goodness. Oh, okay,
2: yeah, no, yeah, (laughs) it's a hit. What you got? How (laughs) many?
0: That's a 26 damage coming your way. Oof, okay. And now, it's Miski's turn.
2: Miski is not feeling great. He's not sure which way's up, which way's down. Uh, And he's going to cast Finger of Death. Which is a constitution saving throw of 17. All right, got a 10 failed to save what so does finger this of is, death do finger of death is 7d8 plus 30 whoa necrotic damage if you could do a 7d8 for me you got it plus 30 plus 30 so you're gonna do 71 damage <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I,
0: I am no longer fucking around <laughs> you know what i gotta say real quick just metagame I'm so happy to, to hear Miski finally just get fed up, you know, <laughs> it's over with no more games, no more willingness. It's just take the damage I'm giving you. Uh, <laughs> the, the gloom is go is just going to wince like huge amounts of, of spectral and abyssal pulp is like flying everywhere. It's super gross. Like I, I could probably have you all roll decks just to see if you've avoided getting slimed but we won't bother cuz it's not the slime doesn't do anything it's really not relevant but i mean there's just like goop everywhere and the 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 gloom is going to is just going to kind of growl and grumble and say oh you're you're no fun i've tried tried these from your past on for size and and then we'll see if you have the gumption to fight me any longer and uh, a giant portal opens over top of you and through it the gloom flies up, and out of it drop two vampires, two robots, and two gator men,
1: and uh, we continue the fight there.
0: do you have any other turns?
1: This is a perfect time to break for our, our ads that we have, uh, assuming yep. by the time you get to putting this one out, we'll be sponsored, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that, like, um uh, one of the Casper mattresses? Uh, yeah, this, if you're, this episode
1: is... You've been listening to this show to fall asleep, so
0: why not fall asleep on a Casper mattress?
1: Twin. Yeah.
0: Roll for Blank features performances by Greg Corbin, Zimmy Joe, Jason Ling, Shannon Page, Corey Palencia, Eric Palencia, Rex Roberts, and me, Nate Regolio. I also wrote this RPG campaign. Theme music features public domain samples by Dan Lucas, Level Clearer, and Northern 87 via free Sounds. If you like RPGs too, support their makers and get rolling.